Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Josh Fitty Marlowe filling in for Wes. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We were talking about pizza. Is Papa John's good or not? That was the question. Fitty said 100% no. He worked at Papa John's and left Papa John's for Domino's. NBA unrestricted free agent style. KC Steve texted in. Fitty's flexing in his Domino's uniform at his former employer. Awesome. It's one of those things where, hey, I'm leaving for a greener pasture, and you're saying it absolutely was that at Domino's. No, yeah, it definitely was. I made uh, more money, made more friends. Um, I've heard about your Domino's experiences, though. It seems like this was actually a downgrade. Oh, I mean, it, it didn't end very well because <laughs> uh, it is the only job I have actually ever quit. Why did you quit? Can you tell us? Um, oh, yeah. So I had, I had put in my two weeks. I had done the, the respectable thing. And I'm uh, last week. So my last day was going to be a Friday. Um, so it was like a Tuesday night. I was working. This was this was when I was your intern. Oh, is that right? So I was in your life at this point. Mm-hmm. This was this was crazy schedule where I was interning, working uh, a different part time job, then going to Domino's and working till eleven, twelve o'clock at night. And I had I had cut a pizza the incorrect way, but from what I was told, would you cut it like thirds or something? We we had pizzas <laughs> that we would cut in into ten cut. I didn't cut it ten cut. And my boss flipped, like had the pizza box and he's looking at it and he's like smashing it down. And he's like, you just don't have to listen. It's like Don LaGreca getting angry at a caller. And like I'm sitting there and I call him by his name. I said, I quit in two days. I don't care. <laughs> and his son was the assistant manager at the Domino's that I worked at in Lancaster. And he goes, yeah, I don't really get why you're quitting us because you're never going to make it in, in your career field. Oh, wow. It's one of those. It's one of those. And now look at you. And you are the producer slash board op slash co-host today of the critically acclaimed Wesson Walker show on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. It has taken everything in my power because the guy still owns it. His son still is his assistant manager. His other son also works and his first son's wife now works there. So this is a whole family thing. I have wanted to show up and just tell them, mm-hmm. y'all made a life in pizza. <laughs> I'm making a life in radio. <laughs> Wait, is is that the mic drop line, though? I mean, it sounds like it could be. Well, I mean, like when you told me, I don't get why you're quitting us because you're never going to make sure. it in your career field. Sure. Like, and look, don't get it twisted. I loved, I worked in four different pizza restaurants in my life. Goodness gracious. So, you like, I'm passionate about it. I love, I loved making pizza. Yeah. But, like, you making it out like you're out here. Like, that's like full uh, Eli Drinkwood stuff. Like, you're not here saving lives. Mm-hmm. You're making pizza for fat people in Lancaster to eat on a routine basis. All right. Yeah, now Lancaster, everybody is getting insulted there. 980 said, yeah, Fitty took his talents to Domino's. That's how it was. He held a whole the decision piece that aired on ESPN. <laughs> he was interviewed in front of everybody and everybody at the edge of their seat. 
hearing Fitty said, I decided I'm going to take my talents to Domino's <laughs> and make pizza there 10 cut. 704 said, Fitty, did you go to Lancaster High? Where did you go to high school? I went to uh, high school in uh, Kershaw, which is 15 minutes away from Lancaster and Andrew Jackson High School. Okay. So, no, did not go to Lancaster. Um, you couldn't have paid me enough money to go to Buford. I hate that place with every bone in my body. Um, What's wrong with Buford? It's it's like it's like the Duke of South Carolina. <laughs> is it is it pinky up? You yeah. view them as a private institution? I just I mean I absolutely hated that school's guts. I also dated women there that all broke my heart. Mm, so you know that that was also a learning lesson. My senior year of high school. <laughs> I'm already scared. Um, I I started the student section at at at, at my high school. And because I wasn't good enough to play, that's why I work in radio and on the actual football field. And mm-hmm. my high school, and it actually still is running today. That it, it it's my lasting legacy at AJ. We beat Buford my senior year of high school. We stormed the field, and I shoved their players down and flipped them off while I was running on the field. That's how passionate I was about wow. beating them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's Are, pretty pretty passionate about beating them. You feel pretty. You like that. I mean, that's a that's a nice piece of legacy that you left at your high school too. I also made my Spanish teacher leave the game for too much uh, language. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a great text, by the way. Nine eight zero talking about how you took your talents to Domino's. <laughs> not one. I didn't make two pizzas. Not three pizzas. Not four pizzas. <laughs> Everybody listening to your decision. Ah, he's going to Domino's. Fanfare for Fitty. It's amazing. Um, by the way, we had some pizza rankings. The definitive pizza ranking from Maddie Westside. He says Papa John's is number one. I'm surprised at the love. Now, Little Caesars number two. Look, man, you are not going to talk to someone that ate more Little Caesars than I did. It was a great deal. $5 just to go get a hot and ready pizza. Yes, sir. I made a living eating Little Caesars. I cannot call it in quality. The second best pizza out there compared to every other fast food chain. No, like as long as you understand what you're paying for, Mm -hmm. you're paying for a $5 pizza. So you're going to get a $5 pizza quality. It was so good, though. I mean, it wasn't number two, but like just for the $5, I was all about it. Marco's was number three. Never had Marco's. Me neither. Domino's four. Pizza Hut five. But the other thing about Pizza Hut, I appreciate them for being the best of innovation in the pizza world. They're going to do some crazy stuff and they're going to try it out. So we can talk more about pizza a little bit later on. I promised Carolina Panthers conversation. If I'm not careful, we'll just completely go off into no man's land and disregard Carolina altogether. I want to talk about where Frank Reich ranks among all the NFL head coaches out there. We did this in the NFC and I got dangerously close to ranking him in the top five. You didn't love it because I had Frank Reich ahead of Mike McCarthy. If you go to the CBS list, according to Cody Benjamin, who gave you a rundown of every single NFL coach, 32 to top number one, first overall, he had Frank Reich at 16 and Mike McCarthy even came in a little bit later than he did. What do you make of Frank Reich first being around that 500 mark compared to some of the other guys ranked? Isn't that the most Panther coached ranking of all time? Because this has been for an entirety of 500 franchise. Like, like you look, you look at its record and stuff like that. They are, they are pretty much a 500 franchise. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't like that. He's ranked ahead of Mike McCarthy. Who's mm-hmm. a Super Bowl winning head coach has won double digit games 
a handful of a number of times. And I don't even know if I like him being ranked ahead of Ron Rivera. Like, Ron at least took Carolina to the Super Bowl. Look at all the crap he's dealt with in Washington. And they've been somewhat competent and competitive during his time there. Um, whereas, like, Frank Reich, like, what, one playoff win in his in his time in Indianapolis? And that was his first year, I think, on the job. It was. With Andrew Luck before he just retired, and you know, in the middle of the preseason the following year. So... But I also see it because I wanted Frank Reich to be the head coach once they made once they made it clear they weren't going to retain Steve Wilkes. I think Frank Reich is really good. I do. And if you look at his coaching record history, this is somebody with the Indianapolis Colts that had five different starting quarterbacks in each of the five years that he coached. Talking about continuity in the NBA and how much that matters, it might matter to have a QB that you work with for more than just one season at a time. He went 10 and 6 with Andrew Luck, won a playoff game, beat the Houston Texans before falling to the Kansas City Chiefs, and that was the 2018 regular season going into the 2019 playoffs. The next year, Jacoby Brissett is your starting quarterback, you go 7 and 9. The next year, 11 and 5 with Philip Rivers, and you come very close to beating the Buffalo Bills in the postseason, but eventually drop that game. 9 and 8 in 2021 with Carson Wentz, where Carson Wentz absolutely bleeped his pants and could not beat Jacksonville or the Raiders in the last two games of the season was atrocious, but still with Carson Wentz, even giving us an all time moment, throwing an interception in the back of his own end zone, even with Carson Wentz as your QB nine and eight. And then you get off to a three, five and one start with statue, Matt Ryan, the offensive line isn't as good as it used to be. You only have three wins. And then Jim Irsay decides that he's done. Can't yeah. have him anymore. All that to say, you're above 500 with a different quarterback every year. You had a playoff win with the best QB that you had in that entire tenure that you were coaching the Indianapolis Colts. I have no problem putting him up this high at 16 and even ranking him a little bit higher, to be honest with you. I'm interested, too. It's not even some of the guys below him I completely agree with. Mike McDaniel, look, if you want to talk about track record and having not done it as long, okay, but if you're just asking who I want as a coach for the next three years or longer, yeah, I'll take Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Love what he did with Miami. But if you're just going off what he's accomplished, you only have one year. So I get it. Imagine if we did the same thing with Frank, right? Right. I, I tried to say right, and I said Reich. Anyways, that worked out very weirdly, even though I misspoke. But with Frank Reich, after one season, wins a playoff game, where are you ranking him? Yeah. You know, but then the roster turns over so much. Here you are out of a job after five years, despite winning a playoff game your first year. I really like where he is. I, I, I do. And I think, especially in the NFC, I have no problem putting him as a top five guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the reason why I, 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 I'm, I'm all in on Reich is I don't know. Does any other coach put together the staff that he put together? D does he get the type of guys to come here to coach with him? I, I don't, I don't think Steve Wilkes would have done so. I don't think, um, oh, God, Shane Steinkin would have been able to do the same thing, although he got a head coaching job in um, in Indianapolis. I don't think Ben Johnson, if he would have been the head coach here, would have put together the same type of staff. The thing I love about Reich is it's like he's going to oversee this thing from a CEO type of thing because he's got star-studded talent on both sides of the ball coaching. Mm -hmm. But if he also has to get in and do the X's and the O's and the Jimmy's and the Joe's, 
he can also do that. The guy knows football. He knows how to coach good offensive football and stuff like that. So, um, and if Carolina's good this year, like I think we we think they're gonna be, he's gonna be a big reason why. Because I I think as much as Bryce Young, he deserves a lot of credit for why the, the they've had the offseason that they've had. The the one thing I'll say, yes, I think Frank Reich is someone that is gonna be welcoming to any coach that wants to be a part of that staff. But if Steve Wilkes was the guy, David Tepper is opening up the checkbook for Ajero Avero. And I don't think just because Wilkes is the head coach, Avero is not coming over. Now, maybe you have more defensive control if you're Steve Wilkes. So actually, that might be the reason he doesn't come over because Steve Wilkes wants to control the defense more. So, okay, point proven there. I just think a lot of the reason you were able to retain such a good coaching staff and actually get a bunch of guys to come aboard is because Tepper opened up the checkbook. And you had a different advantage because this is one of the richer owners in the NFL and there is no salary cap to coaching salaries. And so just spend all the money you want to put a winning product out there. By the way, I was able to count Frank Reich on this list is the sixth ranked coach in the NFC. The guys in the NFC ahead of him, Brian Dayball, Matt LaFleur, what? Brian Dayball, Matt LaFleur, the first two that you have Pete Carroll, you scroll down, you have Sean McVay, you have Kyle Shanahan and there's somebody else I missed, but they're, he's sixth on this. Nick Sirianni is the other guy. So those are the those are all the coaches that are ahead of him right now. I don't have a huge problem with it. I might put him ahead of. Dayball's mm. got a year. I mean, yeah, but he was still same discussion with with uh, Mike McDaniel, though, right? I mean, if you're going to put Mike McDaniel ahead of Reich, Dayball, I mean, what he did with the Giants, I would argue, might be more impressive. Yeah, they're I, more limited offensively. Yeah, they are, but it's 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 like I, like look, I think a lot of it was their schedule. Um, and look, I don't want to take away from winning a playoff game. You beat Kirk Cousins. Nah, I'm going to take away from that because Kirk Cousins is one of the biggest underperforming quarterbacks <laughs> in the last decade of the NFL. Now, if, if the Giants go to the playoffs this year, when they start seven of their first ten games away from MetLife on the road, okay, Dayball's the truth. But I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah, no, I, I would have him uh, uh, in, in, in front of Dayball for sure. Matt LaFleur is an interesting name. Yes, because how much of that was Aaron Rodgers just carrying you? I think there there were certainly some questions about what Matt LaFleur did with game with in-game decision-making. And then even last year when Aaron Rodgers was not a superhero, this was not a team that made the playoffs. Now, they got on a hot streak closer to the end of that, but they didn't make it. And so now we'll see what they can do with Jordan Love. How much are we going to criticize him for not making the playoffs of Jordan Love? And how much of that will be, oh, well, it's Jordan Love trying to get his feet wet as a starter. You know, depends on that half full, half empty thing, what you decide to do with Matt LaFleur in the coaching rankings. Let's move on. Just a couple more segments to go to get to some text. And we'll also continue to try to give you some of those updates happening through NBA free agency. Still to come right here on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy, Only at McDonald's. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wesson Walker, Fiddy and Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. You know, I think after the last three days, mm-hmm. and I pushed this when the show was put together, the Wesson Walker show with Fiddy, boss shot it down. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even hear you. You were negotiating with the boss man saying, hey, could we add the last name on there? Yeah, you know, because I, you know, I'm, I'm a constant at the station. Y'all were the two newbies. He said no. Wow. Okay. So now we're getting, I mean, I don't know about insulted, but you're trying to put us in our place a little bit. You know, it was just, you know, helping with the brand. Okay. Let the people know that, hey, the guy that's been in the middays for two years is still here. He said no. But I think after the last three days, uh, you know, the Wesson Walker show with, with Fiddy doesn't sound too bad. I thought you were going to go straight up erasing one of our names. I was like, look, Wes is not even here to defend himself. He told us that he doesn't have internet, so he couldn't even hear you insulting him. And then I'm sure when he came back on the air, you're going to be like, no, I never said that. That was taken out of context. I know how you play. Do you think Wes got his gifts? It's a good question. Every once in a while, he'll do some surprising stuff like that. He'll give us some snacks. He'll get me a Twix bar. He used to give you a Mountain Dew and maybe some combos. I've gotten you combos before. Uh-huh. So maybe. There could be something like that. I wonder. Um, all right. Let's go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Again, he's not a guest, though. He called in last week. He's calling in this week. Jim Selania on the line. Jim, I understand you have pizza takes. Yes, I do. Yes, I sure do. Walker, i got to tell you, I'm out in the garage. Not right now. I came back in for some air conditioning. But uh, your voice is sounding great. You, uh, Your tones are fantastic on my bones. So, uh you got yourself a set of pipes. Oh, man. Jim, to hear from a legend like you say that, it means a ton. You can call in with your pizza takes anytime. Well, Bose, if you've if you got a good voice, a Bose can really accentuate it. Listen, I do want to talk about pizza. And I, uh, you know, Little Caesars, uh, to me, they go up. I used to go to South Park over there. Not South Park, but to Park Road Shopping Center. And I used to get one over there. I think they go up one notch above everybody else just because of that commercial where they go pizza, pizza. That's mm, great. I mean, that that takes them up a notch right there in my book. And that little place over there, I don't know if they're still there. I don't think they are. But uh, they they had a fine pie. They had a fine pie. Um, and, you know, it's, well, uh, I was going to say, no, my bad, Jim. I was just going to say you're totally right about the little dude. It's a caveman, right? Or I guess it is Caesar. Yeah. It looked like a caveman, yeah, but, but it, it, I guess it was Caesar. And then with him saying pizza, pizza, it's better than better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. It's the best slogan in the game. And all he did was take one word and repeat it twice. Yeah, pizza, pizza. Yeah, I uh, I, bowled, I, I with some guys that owned the Papa John's. So I was uh, very familiar with their pizzas, and I like those a lot. You know, as far as toppings go, and uh, I know you guys uh, might differ with me on this one, but I would rather have a dead mouse on my pizza than black olives. I got to tell you. Jim! Yes! 100%. It is the biggest food take that I have a huge disagreement with my girlfriend who loves black olives. She puts them on a whole bunch of different stuff, and I can't stand them. It is my least favorite food on this planet. Number one, and no exaggeration, Jim, I've never felt closer to you in my entire life than our hatred for black olives. 
Well, green olives are bad too, but any kind of olive exactly. is good for one thing: throwing, throwing them, mm-hmm. throwing at people. I mean, they're not worth eating. They're just not worth eating at all. Pizza, pizza. I love it. I, I love that call so much from him. There were so many great things. He's totally right about pizza, pizza being the best slogan in the game and black olives being the worst pizza topping in the game. Jim, we appreciate the phone call. Fiddy, what do you think about those takes? Um, It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Gives pizza, pizza a run for its money. It's not bad. Um, It's not bad. If we're just going with the fast food stuff, then you got to go pizza, pizza. But you're right. I mean, it's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. That was a pretty commonly uttered slogan out there. What is Domino's? Do they even have one? Dude, our reputation is so good, we don't need a slogan. You said ours? Is that who you are? Do you have Domino's running through your veins? When you cut me, I bleed red and blue. (laughs) I'm loyal to the game. I don't even know what else. What's Pizza Hut is... Something, too. We'll get some of the pizza slogans out there. What is your least favorite pizza topping? Because I did see somebody write in that Papa John's is the only pizza place that still has anchovies. That was a good thing, I think, to this texter. Huge eyebrow raised at that. Yeah, I'm going to take a uh, a statement from Friday's show with KB. We were talking about putting ketchup on hot dogs. If you put ketchup on your hot dog, you're a communist. Oh, wow. If well, I'm put- sorry. I am a, I'm a communist then. Um, if you put black olives, mushrooms, anchovies on your pizza, communist. Um, because those are not pizza toppings. Mushrooms is fine. No. You can put mushrooms on your pizza. And mushrooms on your pizza is very good. Now, here's the thing. I hate mushrooms. I despise them. But I love the way they smell on pizza, if that makes any sort of sense. Not really, because smell is a lot of taste and vice versa. So, yeah, it's really weird. But Black Olives, I can't stand. That was a great call from him. We're start, starting to get some more text on the pizza conversation. Uh, 704-570-9610. They're writing in, avoid the Noid for Domino's. Oh, that was a 90s thing. What does that even mean? Um, avoid the Noid. Tell me, if you if you are so ingrained in the Domino's family tree, can you please tell me what Avoid the Noid is? That was that was their little delivery thing. Yeah, but I think it started back in the 90s, and now they got like the self-driving the cars or whatever that will deliver these pizzas to them. Uh, we don't have one of those in Lancaster. Uh, nobody <laughs> up pizzas the hut is Pizza Hut. Oh, that's which right. Which is, you know. That's kind of dumb. I mean, it's not dumb. Like, it's very arrogant. Like, because if I go somewhere else and find better pizza, how do you respond to that? Um, so, yeah, dude, now, God. Now we're just thinking about pizza slogans? Is that what I, you're saying? I mean, what are you doing after the show today? We might, we might, we might have to go to a post-show uh, slice here. All right, yeah, and just no black olives, and maybe we can try. I've never even had anchovies, to be honest with you. Yeah, who <laughs> no, wants no. to eat something called anchovies? How many times in your pizza-making career did you ever put anchovies on a pizza? Never. Yeah, all right, well, there you go. That's the answer. 704-570-9610. Let's get back to some Charlotte Hornets conversation. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. plays for the Brooklyn Nets now on a one-year, $2.5 million deal. They did bring back LaMelo Ball. They brought back Miles Bridges on the $7.9 million qualifying offer. We don't know about P.J. Washington. I wanted to focus a little more on LaMelo because I think Bill Simmons, of course, on his podcast, I saw somebody tweet out about this that that contract was basically the Charlotte Hornets screaming to be 500 again. But you have to do this. I know that LaMelo Ball is not the perfect player. No doubt. He needs to get better defensively. 
He's weak at finishing at the rim right now. Hopefully he can build more muscle. Hopefully he can just be better, right? With whatever means, I want you to get to the foul line more often. He's a great free throw shooter, so it would benefit him a ton to get to the foul line more often. But you got to finish at the rim. You got to play better defense. And if you do that, then there's not a whole lot of weak, uh, weaknesses in his game. You take care of a 22-year-old all-star already. Think about this type of contract. Just to give you the figures here. In 2024, he's going to be making 25% of the cap, which is $35.5 million. You'll raise close to $3 million at 38.3. 2026, over 41. 27.44 million at 2028. He'll be making about 47 million dollars that season. No doubt, it is a ton of money. And guess what? You hand those types of contracts out to the franchise players at 22 years old. It's exactly why Indiana didn't ask any questions. Took care of Tyrese Halliburton. It's exactly why Minnesota were acting like they waited a while by waiting two days, but eventually they got it done with Anthony Edwards. And the Grizzlies took care of Desmond Bain. And Desmond Bain was an older basketball player, but still a really important part of that organization. And so they gave him a full extent rookie max extension. Like, this was a no-brainer. There are still flaws, but when he's healthy, LaMelo completely changes the game on offense. I don't know if people realize just how much he changes the game. I mean, Steve Clifford told us how many times whenever he's off the court, you miss 12 easy points a game. It was every press conference. Defense gets a lot worse. That's got to be fixed. But you know what? Steve Clifford also turned this team around defensively post-All-Star break to where they were one of the better defensive teams in the league. It's so weird. I mean, it's a 180-degree flip, but it happened. So now the idea, right? If all of this comes together, you have LaMelo running things, close to a 40% shooter, great catch-and-shoot guy, off the dribble, pulls up from anywhere, just a lethal shooter, one of the best in the league. Also, a generational passer. Okay, so you have both of those offensive factors anytime you take the floor with LaMelo out there running point. Brandon Miller, can he give you a good rookie year? Can he give you first-team all-rookie team numbers this year? Which you hope, as the number two overall guy, that he can do that. But if he does, Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, you have some depth maybe with Grant Williams coming aboard. Play-in is the least that you can achieve with that being some kind of success. And you you need to get to the playoffs this year. Even with the Eastern Conference that's gotten better over the years, if you get to the play-in, that's okay as long as you make the playoffs. You can't go to the play-in and then get bounced. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't go to the play-in tournament, get destroyed, or even beaten. Like, let's win a playoff game. Let's actually have some type of postseason success. Get to a playoff series, and even if you get swept in the first round, it doesn't matter. At least you played four games of real meaningful basketball after the regular season was done. So that's what this Hornets team is looking at. And now you have at least one star locked up for a long time in LaMelo Ball. And if he just so happens to request a trade, nothing, nothing has come in to indicate that. But let's just say that happens because stars get angry sometimes. This is how it is you're at least going to recoup a lot of assets by trading him because there's a lot of first-round picks coming your way. Yeah, this was as no-brainer a decision that front office could have made. He, he's worth <clears throat> he's worth every penny that you're going to invest in him. He's that important to what you're going to do. And like I think the thing that we forget about is I think we just saw uh, expect him to demand a trade. The guy has never once uttered the words that he doesn't want to play his entire career here. 
guys like Max Kellerman, Keyshawn Johnson, and and Jay Williams made that type of thing famous on their show, which you know, by the way, no longer oh, exists. Oh, that's that's tough. That's so tough. Y- y- you know, like m- maybe I'm naive. I think if you put a winner around him. I don't think he wants to leave. He's never said anything. And you're right about that. Anybody that has talked about LaMelo not signing here, that he was going to be the first rookie ever to turn down that type of money. It was all based off of whatever made up story they had in their head. They were using the fact that this is someone already having seen fame in large part because Lonzo coming up in a popular area being a great high school player, being on the UCLA stage, fantastic point guard, second overall pick by the Lakers, and then LeVar Ball being this crazy character that eventually launched Big Baller brand. You had two other kids outside of Lonzo coming up in the ranks. LaMelo had like the 100-point game cherry-picking. Yeah, there was a lot of fame surrounding LaMelo, and so they tried to attribute that to say, yeah, he doesn't care about this. He can turn down that kind of money and then move on. That was never going to happen. Yeah. Okay. And LaMelo, he's telling you he likes it here. He spends off-season time in the QC. He's told you that he likes playing with a lot of the guys that are a part of this organization right now. He's got a good relationship with Steve Clifford. I think he had one with James Borrego. I actually think based on what we've heard, it seems to be better with Steve Clifford. We've heard Steve Clifford talk a lot about LaMelo. Is he, is he babysitting Borrego's kids, though? Was LaMelo babysitting Borrego's kids? I forgot about that. I know he went over there to swim and eat enchiladas that Borrego made. That's what I remember. That just sounds... I wish I could go swim at JB's house in the enchiladas. I've never even had an enchilada. I have a buddy that is a real estate agent that was, I believe, just doing the whole open house thing, You know, making sure he was doing his due diligence, and he shot a couple of uh, baskets on, on the indoor court. He's like, yeah, the house, as you would imagine, it was pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> you might imagine James Rago had a decent one. Um, let me ask you this. $260 million man that is now LaMelo Ball. 200, just to be clear. I know I've done this, right? He could make 260 if he makes all NBA. He's going to. Well, that'd be great. Yeah. I'll Look, save the tape. I'd love for him to make all NBA. That would be fantastic. But right now, it's over $200 million, 260 yeah. if he makes all NBA. Go ahead. How much pressure is there for him to be the leader that Mitch Kupchak has stated publicly since the draft this roster needs? It's a great question. Thank you. I think a lot of that comes in subconsciously because now he's the highest paid dude on the roster. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean he's 100% going to be that leader, but because it never happened really with Gordon Hayward. You need a vocal leader. You need somebody that is out there rallying the troops to some extent while also leading by example. If LaMelo comes in with an understanding, hey, I'm the best player on the team. Now I'm paid like it. There's quite literally no one that can make more money than me right now. So with that understanding being there, automatically the calculus changes. And it's just something that you feel. He's going to step into that locker room as the franchise player. And he's paid like it now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to carry a decent amount of weight, especially Fiddy, if they do trade Gordon Hayward, if they do trade Terry Rozier. I think Miles Bridges lost a lot of what could be called leadership. If you were pointing for him to be the vocal leader, that got lost by not playing at all last year. He's going to be suspended the first 10 games. And he was arrested for felony domestic violence How and pled no contest. 
how are you going to point to him as like, all right, this is the guy that we're going to rally behind. This is our dude to serve as a leader based off of example and what he says. Like, that's going to be a tough sell for anybody. Yeah. So LaMelo absolutely has that opportunity, and we'll see if they decide to take care of those leadership qualities as well in free agency, whatever time is left. All right, Fiddy, let's go to the last flash of the day. What you got? Fiddy. All right, Walker, let's go across the pond. The championships, Wimbledon, started today. My guy, Novak Djokovic, going for his third Grand Slam title this year as he's looking to achieve the calendar slam. And he did so winning his first round match in straight sets. We had it on here in the stoot after the boss moved on and we got the... uh, the cycling, well, it's cycled over to a different channel. So the championships, they're underway today. And then I know we got some uh, local Orioles fans you know, that, that listen to the show. Adley Rushman will join the Home Run Derby field. And what is going to be a star-studded Home Run Derby? My guy Pete Alonzo back in the fold. He has his work cut out if he wants to try if he wants to tie the record for three Home Run Derbies won by King Griffey Jr. You threw a lot at me. I wanted to go back to tennis just a moment. You are still one that believes Roger Federer is the greatest tennis player of all time, correct? Yes. If Novak Djokovic wins a Wimbledon, how many majors Grand Slam single titles is he going to have to win? for you to change your opinion or is there just no way that he really can change your opinion i don't think my opinion can be changed and i know it's an individual sport so maybe we should hold championships and more revere or in, in more higher regard than we do other sports but serena has the most is, is tied for the most on the women's side and i don't think she's the greatest of all time well i know you're wrong about that one but i just didn't know if you wanted to be wrong about the men's side i mean if you watch roger <laughs> federer play tennis and you watch novak djokovic play tennis Federer plays the game better. It's he, a beautiful game. He plays the beautiful game. Yeah, he entered at the time when there were still high, more high-profile players. It was harder to win as consistently as Djokovic has done the last decade or so. But the thing about Djokovic is he has beaten Federer and Nadal on his way to get there. But outside of a those lot. two guys, there hasn't. I, I've always said this. He has the best return I've ever seen. The, the, the guy can handle the best serve in the game. As effortlessly as effortlessly as you can, so that 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 aspect of the game, I think he's the best all time. I mean, it's going to be tough to look at that resume, and not that I'm going to give him any credit for missing out on some of these tournaments, for being anti-vax and missing out on some of these. But if you take into account that he's actually missed a couple, think about how many. I mean, these were Aussie Opens too. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about the most dominant tournament that he could win. And him not having played in him, you think, I mean, at least one, it'd be an upset if he lost. Yeah. Then you could add two more and he would have 25 looking for his 26th this year. Some of that maybe you could attribute to the Michael Jordan retiring thing. How much does he benefit from rest in some of those tournaments? So maybe that's an interesting conversation. But yeah, Djokovic looking for his 24th major single title. It's absolutely incredible. Let's discuss some 4th of July fun in the last segment of Wesson Walker with Fiddy coming up next. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm sorry, I feel dirty playing this without Wes because it's our favorite as a group to listen to, but all-time booty mover. It is. It is. Fitty decided to play it going into the 4th of July holiday, and uh, I'm I'm glad. I can't say that I'm not glad you decided to play it. I mean, I, I'm sorry about Wes missing it, but you know what? We'll just play it Wednesday when it comes back. Yeah, and you know, I... I I forgot which song we had all agreed. Like, whenever we hear it, that's the song. And I told you what we were coming back to, and you didn't stop me. So you wanted to hear it, too. I know. You, Secretly, I did. I you did. Know, we just want to come in here and get ready for uh, mm-hmm. post-show pizza. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to make a, a pizza party. You want to go back to the elementary school days and have a pizza party. Oh, that was That's what you played for. I mean, that was at the end of the year. It wasn't about the trophy. It was all about the pizza party at the end. I saw T-Bone tweet something like that with his picture of him playing as like a fourth grader or whatever. Those were the glory days, playing for a pizza party at the very end of the season and having a good old time. That was the true love of the game. They, they Yeah. We had one. My, my mom all gave me pictures the other day, like us growing up as kids. And we had one at McDonald's, The one of my favorite. My first or second year doing T-ball? The, the Play Palace? Is that what it yeah, was called? Yeah, we had the Play Palace, and <laughs> gas was like 139. That's how you know it was forever ago. The Play Palace was a great one. Hickory Dickory Dock was my favorite thing to go. I don't know if you remember. You're in Lancaster, so probably not. But all my 828ers out there, they know what Hickory Dickory Dock is. The greatest jungle gym in the game, okay? This thing went like three, four stories high, and it was a monster. Still the best. I mean... I guess it was just, I think you call it a jungle gym, but it's one of those where you have like slides and you have to go through the ball pits and then you zip line across. It was the most amazing thing my childhood self walker has ever seen. Mm, yeah, no, never did any of that, but, uh, but it sounds exciting. <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I, I want to do, have you ever done the escape room? Yes. I've done a couple of escape rooms. I've never done that. You can feel real dumb in some of those escape rooms. When you have to ask for help and they're like, it's actually right behind you under the photo. Like, oh, okay. And then that's one of the clues you get. And you feel really dumb without uh, being able to escape um, without help, I should say. So, yeah, it's really tough. Some of that stuff. Uh, Yeah, 828 said Hickory Dickory Dock is no more. Sad day. I didn't even. It makes sense. Here I am, 30 years old. I didn't think that that would still be around. But, God, those kids are missing out. These millennials don't know. If Gen we, Zers. If we did a WFNZ escape room challenge, who wins? <laughs> well, who's on this, Who's the leader of that? Because we could do an escape room. You're not competing against other people. You're working with everyone. So if it was me, you, Kyle Smoke, Bone, Flounder, Mac, and then Wes was involved as well, then we'd all have to work together to try to get out of that thing. Now, the leader, I don't know. Who do you think would be the leader? 
Because I've done a couple of them. I don't know if Kyle's done a couple of them. You know, Mac would have all the energy, so maybe Mac would just, you know, be in, in all sorts of different rooms at once, dancing every single way to find the clues. I don't know, though. Yeah, I, my head told me either Kyle or, or, or the Hogfather. Okay, you think Hogfather would be the leader? Yeah, because, you know, like Colin's got, you know, two boys, so I think he'd be like, all right, listen here, youngsters. And then Kyle would just start with his chainsaw. That's true. You know, I'd be too laid back. I don't want to boss anybody around. <laughs> I'd be just like, do you want to go do something? I'm sure that's wrong, but that's fine. Go ahead and do what you need to do. I'm not going to correct you on that. Uh, what is some Fourth of July fun that you have for tomorrow? Are you just working? Is yeah, that all man. You, have to do? you know the old Papa Marlowe was like, "You got the day off," and I was like, "Yeah, he's good. I need your ass to come to work." So I'm gonna. Get up and, and go to work, but the Mets have a day game at four, so I make it a short day because I don't miss watching the Mets play. So it's just so weird. I I was told I had to take a day off in the summer at some point. Why did I not take today off? It would have made a lot of sense. <laughs> but you think everybody is privy to the game, though, because Wes took the day off. Hogfather took the day off. <laughs> and so I think... Max on vacation. I was about to say, Mac did too. So... If you did, then everybody's going to have to do six hours of radio all at once. Everybody is just going to have to suit up. So I'm glad that you were here at least to help me out today. You know, maybe that's a good point. And I don't know I don't know if you've noticed this as well. Because I've been in the afternoons a little bit with smoke being out, Trump's been on, on the board. Mm -hmm. That ego has gotten out of control from the young shrop. Like <laughs> I, I haven't run into ego shrop yet. What's going on? I came in the other morning with, uh, with breakfast just for myself. And he was like, Oh, thanks. Couldn't even call. And so today I was calling or I was making a food run for him on my way. And I was like, shrop, you want some food? And he was like, hell yeah, man, I've been here working since eight 30. Where you been? You know, like it's just it's just getting out of control. Get a little tootie. I, I think we need to go and, and maybe find someone else. Oh, you're you're firing Shroppy right now. You know, Jaleel, we never had this problem with Jaleel doing Hornet stuff. You know, Jaleel <laughs> would just come in, do the Hornet stuff, and be on his way. Well, you are the one that put Shroppy on a pedestal. Don't look at me. You are the one that has talked about how great of a job he's done. So he's, I think with that, with all those compliments, now he's starting to turn on you. The apprentice has become the master. He's becoming a board op tyrant in this building, and uh, I don't like it. Uh, Casey Steve said, WFNZ escape room ends in a fist fight, no doubt. Yeah, there's a lot of people yammering in the escape rooms. Nobody knows who to listen to. It would be pretty contentious, I bet. And Bud Lightyear said, y'all just going to act like Chuck E. Cheese was not the goat of birthday party places? No, I was terrified of that mouse. Well, it's because it looked like the weirdest thing in the world playing cymbals and moving three times every note. Like, it was so weird to watch all that robotic band go up there while you eat your bad pizza. Yeah, no, it was it was really bad. I had, I had nightmares of it, and my sister, when we'd go back to Tennessee to see the family for her birthday, that's where we did our birthday parties. Every summer was at Chuck E. Cheese, and I was terrified of that thing. I liked Chuck E. Cheese as a kid. Once I got a little bit older, you had to graduate to Hickory Dickory Dock because that I'm telling you, for all you Catawba County people out there, Hickory Dickory Dock was the best. Kyle, I don't know if you want to hop on, but is that something as a father? See, I do not have to experience this yet, but as a father, does the idea of taking your children to Chuck E. Cheese suck, or are you just going to stay and hang out at Papa Shot or Skee-Ball all day? Uh, I think I look at it like a rite of passage at uh -huh. this point. Not one that we'd have to get to yet. Um, you know, <laughs> like they're not, mine aren't even going to watch the fireworks tomorrow night. They'll be in bed by seven 30. Um, I won't either. I'll be asleep by nine 30. Maybe the fireworks wake me up. But you know, when I get to that point, I've thought about it. It's like, that's a thing. And you'll get this when you have kids 
there are certain things where you just know, doesn't matter how you feel about them. You do them for your kids, right? You have to do them so that they have the same shared experience as most other kids. I believe that Chuck E. Cheese is one of those. Um, am I looking forward to it? Absolutely not. Oh, yeah. Absolutely so, not. If the pizza were better, yeah, no question. Oh, it's so bad. Vinny, why are you looking at me like that? Like what? <laughs> you know the look that I'm talking about, right, oh, Walker? Yeah. When it's I, that bleep-eating grin that he doesn't even know he gives off half the time. Does it mean you can't he, say it on air? Is that what you're he's, saying? He, like, evil Bobby Hill is smirking at me from across. <laughs> evil Bobby yeah, Hill. evil I, Bobby Hill is smirking across the room. I, I, I could see Kyle. And then take this as a compliment. Okay. Showing up on the local news because you kicked somebody's ass at the Chuck E. Cheese. Well, I mean, I wouldn't ever want to do that at a Chuck E. Cheese. But if I had to put hands on a man at a Chuck E. Cheese for, you know, for being disrespectful to my wife or child, then you put hands on a man at Chuck E. Cheese. You know but what stereotypical image I get of Kyle at Chuck E. Cheese? That's some he hillbilly is, stuff right there, though. No, You're not lying. He is, he is the father that goes in with a no-nonsense attitude, getting his child out of the ball pit because they're not listening, and then just picking them up one hand through the depths of the ball pit and then walking them out of Chuck E. Yeah, Cheese. After, after they've told mom no six times. So. Yeah. I've, I've got to be reinforcement. Absolutely. Don't let me get your father. Don't let <laughs> yeah. me do that. And then they're hiding in the ball pit, hoping that you won't find them. But it's really only two feet deep. And then Kyle, forearm, just one forearm. That's all it takes. Carrying them one hand out of the ball pit. And then definitely some time out. Worst nightmares on. fishing out somebody else's kid, by the way. After that, like, <laughs> oh, wait. You know, You're uh, not mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some lady with a purse comes and clubs you in the back yeah. of your head because her kid's dangling by your by its ankle and you didn't mean to grab that one. <laughs> Um, but not, not only that, that scenario is made far worse now that we know exactly how gross those ball pits are. Um, but, you know, it's another thing. Rite of passage. What am I going to do? Tell her she can't get in the ball pit. All the other kids are in the ball pit. I guess we're all getting the flu today. So, cool. If you survive the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese, you survive COVID-19. That is basically <laughs> as good as your vaccination. That'll do it for Weston Walker. Hey, by the way, what was the opinion on Miles Bridges? Tell me what to think. Um, That it's probably the best realistic scenario, and I was still surprised about it. That I'm still surprised that the qualifying offer is what Miles Bridges agreed oh, to. I think it was an absolutely surprising outcome because the Hornets actually did the smart thing and they won. Like even short of not bringing him back, which was the only way you were going to satisfy a certain faction of the, of, of the fan base, this was the best possible outcome. I like the idea of Clutch approaching Mitch Kupchak and company saying, "Hey, do you mind giving up all of your leverage?" Oh my no? God, that was so funny. Okay, cool. No, <laughs> are you sure? We had to ask. All right, all right. Well, guess all right. Kyle's going to give you more opinions on Miles Bridges and everything taking place with Charlotte. Hornets and NBA free agency over the weekend. That'll do it for Wes and Walker. Big thanks to Fitty. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.